0: In so many ways, raising a teen son is really, really difficult. And if you have a teenage son who's struggling, please know we're here to help and offer some hope. I'm John Fuller in the studio here with Dr. Danny Huerta. He leads our Focus on the Family Parenting team. Danny, you're a counselor. So Mm -hmm. what are some of the more common challenges you're seeing um, with parents of teen boys who are coming to your office for help?
1: Anxiety and depression, have are definitely at the top. Then pornography, anger issues, motivation issues, uh, technology and entertainment,
0: school issues as well, just trying to get through all the, the academic work. I'm kind of overwhelmed because it all feels like some of that was a problem for me as a teen, but not these days. It's, things just seem so much more dramatic and intense. Uh, they've
1: intensified, for sure. And suicide has become much more of a topic as mm. well, Conversation, but also of of uh, concern for parents of teen boys. Yeah. And so, yeah, there are a lot of things coming to parents right now.
0: But we want to help you in that journey. And so uh, let's go ahead and hear from a dad named Jonathan McKee. Uh, he is one of our hosts on the Plugged In show, the podcast. He contributes to the work here at Focus on the Family. And he had some great insights about this topic of raising a teenage boy. Uh, he shared those with Jim Dalian. Jonathan, welcome back
2: to Focus. Ah, thanks for having me. Always a delightful conversation okay. you've heard that intro. Um, what do you think are the biggest differences between the way maybe we grew up? you're a little younger than me, but i you probably still grew up in an era where things were a little simpler compared to what teen boys are growing up with today. Absolutely. It could be summarized by just saying um, more accessibility. And less accountability.
3: That's the big oh, that's difference. Good. Because, I mean, when we were all growing up, there was temptations all around us. I mean, it, it, there was definitely raunchy music. There was definitely pornography available. But like pornography, I mean, it was a friend showing us his dad's magazine. Or it was at a liquor right. store down an aisle somewhere. And and maybe that was a temptation for some of us. But it wasn't coming through every Wi-Fi signal in the house. Yeah. Today, there's more accessibility. Same with music. Same with movies movies i mean sure we could sneak into a movie theater or go rent that movie right we had to sneak to the video store convince the guy to actually give you the r-rated movie of course none of us ever did that but if by chance that was us that was what it was like back then and now it's coming again through all these different signals through these devices that are right there in our bedroom and sadly most parents allow these devices into the bedroom so they're is the less accountability.
2: And that's the overarching truth right there. And that's what makes it so difficult for parents today, uh, especially moms, I think, that worry terribly and understandably about what their boys are seeing and going through and experiencing. Let's start on a little higher side. And what I mean by that is kind of the overview. You In your book, uh, Guy's Guide to Four Battles, uh, you talk about a man sometimes, but certainly team boys too, our lack of ability to ask for directions or instructions. That's me. It's universal. Do you universal. Never read the instructions, John? You're I, first born. I try first to do it myself. And then if I need to, I look at the directions. I don't think I've ever read a set of instructions putting something together. Which does mean I leave a few parts out. <laughs> but well, why is that? Yeah. It is. The case? It's, it's, it's our stigma. It's part of being a man, right? You got to just, you got to man
3: through it. And so I talk about that because I think that tends to be a tendency. It's a pride thing with us, with, with guys. And, and, you know, sadly, if we go through this journey of life uh, without looking at the manual, you know, we need to be in the word of God. And so that's one of the things that I talk with young men about. And I, I use a story of using the manual to, to, to talk about that and bring that to light because it is kind of a humility thing. It's just it's so it's pride that keeps yeah, us yeah, from doing absolutely. it. Absolutely. It's one of those things where we need to realize because so often as we're facing these things, our tendency is to keep it secret, to not tell anybody, to try to do it on our own, as opposed to doing what the word of God says, which is reach out to others. And in a world full of explicit lies, to look in the explicit truth of the word of God and that's the place we need to go so this book you know is one of those
2: excuses to get guys digging into the word in fact you use the illustration it made me chuckle because you're I think mentioning about your dog going after some of the barbecue <laughs> fat <laughs> oh, connect all those dots that was us. that was an amazing experience I mean my dog Lionel is awesome we,
3: we, we've got a few acres and so he's always running around cause their trouble. dog Lionel come on well you know, I, I only use his full name Lionel Richie when he's yeah. in trouble uh, but Ly- <laughs> my my daughter, who, who might listen to this now and be okay, offended. So she named
2: the dog. He, she did. Well, she, I think yeah. it's a wonderful name she, for a daughter she, to, to a great, name exactly. a dog. Exactly. She named him Lionel Richie. Just and our, as long as you didn't name him Lionel. <laughs> no, no, hey,
3: you know, he's good friends with our cat, Smokey Robinson. And, um, so, so, but Lionel, man, he is... He is just all energy. He's mostly lab, but he's got just enough Jack Russell to keep you, you know, keep you hopping. And you cannot tire that dog out. Mm. He's just he's just so he's fun, though, because as I'm out working and, and working in the yard and stuff, he'll always come with me. But this particular day, he kept disappearing. I was like, what's going on? and I found him over by the grill because he discovered that drip tray of all the fat drippings and I was like, Lionel, trust me, don't, you know, I was like, trust me, don't, you know, that's, because there was probably three to four pounds oh. of fat, of oh, like, you oh. know, I don't know what you'd even coagulate You're supposed and, to you know, empty you know. that, I do yeah, believe yeah, yeah, you are supposed to do that And, and He's just and, waiting
0: for it to catch well, fire and then <laughs> he doesn't have please. to deal with
2: it uh, I, uh, Your dog I, lovers right now are mad at you, you I actually
3: did end up emptying it uh, into my dog because uh, I turned around and he was Anywhere near me, and we found him, and he had gobbled down every last drop. It's kind so of like I, eating
2: Hagen dogs, right? Oh, <laughs> it, it, it
3: was. And immediately, all of a sudden, this hyper dog became this lethargic, you know, plopped down on the ground. And he just looked up at me, kind of like, kill me, you know, (laughs) put me out of my misery. And for three days, we just, I mean, we, we almost called the vet because I mean, he was just lying there looking at us. And of course, when I told my family, they were bursting out laughing. They're like, he ate what, you know, but I mean, this poor mutt you know, had 36 seconds of pleasure and 36 hours or possibly 72 hours of pain. And uh, yeah, that's one of, those, one of the stories I tell the young people just, and I include in a book, just because it talks about so much how we tend to just kind of indulge in that quick temporary pleasure
0: with no thought whatsoever as the consequences of lie down the road. That's so true. Well, that was a fairly funny but also very sobering story about Jonathan's dog and Danny for a teenage boy who's so pleasure focused and maybe engaging in pornography or um, drug or alcohol use uh, it it seems pleasant at the moment but it's really unhealthy how do you encourage that boy to, to recognize what he's doing and to choose the healthier path the more productive thing.
1: Yeah, many times for teenage boys, if they have a safe place to be able to share that, that's a helpful thing. So whether it's a counselor or a mentor, to be able to, to, to get that off their chest, to be able to talk about uh, what they feel ashamed about. Many times they do feel shame around this pleasure, and they know that they're pursuing that. And for some of them, they've actually said, I don't, I don't feel that much pleasure. I just know that I'm just going to do it what you want to look at is what are they actually pursuing? Many times it's relationship, many times it's excitement, or uh, they're bored, or they're angry. Help them learn how to have that outlet. And uh, for some of the guys, we've talked about working out, or a certain sport, or new hobby, or climbing, the excitement of climbing, taking what are some safe and healthy risks. And we come up with some great ideas. Hey, why don't you try that? Let's see what what that feels like. And then the fact that they will need some some check-ins with some people. I don't like to call it accountability because it has such a negative connotation. It's mm-hmm. the guiders f- towards the goals that you're setting, and that is freedom. You're wanting freedom. You're wanting freedom from anger. You're wanting uh, freedom from boredom. You're wanting freedom from uh, some of these Uh, things that are pushing you towards what you know is destructive. And for some boys, they just don't know how to get out of that, and they just go with the flow of what they're feeling inside. So what I encourage you to do as a parent is have a very open conversation with your child. If they've struggled with pornography, and that's a big one, uh, instead of going to shame, go towards understanding. Understand you're going towards something that provides something for you. Let's explore what that is and what is happening inside of you because of that. Mm-hmm. And what they'll notice is pornography creates a tremendous amount of anger. And then anger creates to more unhealthiness and broken relationships, more isolation, what leads to more pornography. And so they get stuck in this trap. Yeah. And to help them understand that you want freedom for them, and that you're one of the few people on this planet that would die for them, that you want better things. And so now let's Let's come up with things that can be fun, that can be exciting. Let's make that menu, and then let's put it somewhere where you can see it. And when you start feeling this temptation, let's go to the menu that gives you some better options, reaching for the better thought rather than just settling for whatever thought is there.
0: That's really, really good. Thank you, Danny. And I'm going to suggest for follow-up that you get a copy of the book from Jonathan McKee. Uh, It's an excellent resource. It's called The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face. And we're going to send that to you when you make a donation of any amount to the ministry of Focus on the Family. We're listener-supported. Please, as you've benefited from these podcasts, um, make a donation to the ministry so we can continue making uh, these podcasts available and other helpful resources as well. When you donate, as I said, we'll send that book, The Guy's Guide to Four Battles Every Young Man Must Face. And all the details are in the show notes. And when you're at the website, Danny and the team have written a number of articles on a variety of topics that are going to be helpful in this regard. One that Danny wrote is called Guiding Your Son to Respond Well to Sexual Attraction. And we'll link over to that in the episode notes as well. Uh, Next time, Jonathan McKee is back discussing video games. And if you've got a teenage son, you know the pull uh, that those things have on your child. Uh, Listen in then, and uh, for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller. Thanks for joining us for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.
1: My favorite thing about Brio
3: is that you can actually absorb stuff from it and learn. Reaching teen girls right where they're at, with encouragement to grow in their faith.
0: The stories in the Brio magazine about other people that have gone through things way worse than I have, it's really inspiring and uplifting. Help your team invite God into
3: her everyday experience with Brio Magazine. Learn more at focusonthefamily dot com slash brio radio.